from the poorhouse to the palace, Bethel Baptist Church is pleased to bring you this uplifting program hosted by Dr. Doug Castle. Please stay with us and open your heart as Dr. Castle opens God's Word. Well, greetings, beloved. We are here in Zechariah chapter uh, 14, verses 12 through 15. Now, uh, let me read these verses for you. I don't want you to uh, get confused here or get lost. Uh, we've been looking at the the day of the Lord, the battle of Armageddon, the millennial temple, the waters that are healed, and what life is going to be like, Jerusalem being elevated and lifted up, and, and all these things. Uh, but the Bible goes back here to the battle of Armageddon. Uh, listen to what these verses say in verses 12 through 15. And this shall be the plague wherewith the Lord shall smite, will smite all the people that have fought against Jerusalem. Their flesh shall consume away while they stand upon their feet, and their eyes shall consume away in their holes, and their tongue shall consume away in their mouth. And it shall come to pass in that day that a great tumult from the Lord shall be among them, and they shall lay hold every one on the hand of his neighbor, and his hand shall rise up against the hand of his neighbor. And Judah also shall fight at Jerusalem, and the wealth of all the heathen round about shall be gathered together, gold and silver and apparel in great abundance. And so shall the plague of the horse, of the mule, of the camel, of the ass, and of all the beasts that shall be in these tents as this plague. Now, so I thought we dealt with the battle of Armageddon. Well, he's given us more detail here. Look, you have to remember with prophecy, sometimes prophecy is not seen chronologically, but panoramically. Chronologically puts everything in the order of events that they transpire. Panoramically means God sees all time at one time. By the way, that's okay. God inhabits eternity, past, present, and future. Isaiah 57, 15 tells us that. God inhabits eternity. So, as he's telling us of Armageddon and the healing of the land and what life's going to be like in the millennium, he goes back to Armageddon and gives us a few more details that he didn't give us before. Why? Because sometimes it's hard to soak it all in. Now, I imagine just listening on the radio uh, broadcast that it's hard to soak in everything. And I'm hoping you just, you'll catch some things or some things will stick out to you or make sense to you. And when you come to your Bible reading and your devotions, they'll be a little clearer to you. Now, um, the, these verses here are going to tell us when God sends forth the sword of the spirit of his mouth, how these people are going to die. This is the plague that the Lord's going to smite these people with, the Bible tells us. Their flesh shall consume away while they stand on their feet, and their eyes shall consume away in their holes, and their tongue shall consume away in their mouth. Now look, what, what they're saying is before these people, before their bones hit the ground, their skin is, their flesh is going to melt off their skeleton, their eyes and their sockets and their tongues to the roof of their mouth. Now, I have read uh, and have heard some apocalyptic theologians make claim this is a nuclear attack. And it makes sense, earthly sense anyway. Heat generated by a nuclear explosion is 10 times hotter than the temperature of the sun at 15 million degrees Kelvin. I don't even know who Kelvin is, but that's got to be hot. All right, 15 million degrees Kelvin, 10, and then times 10. And un certainly under such an explosion, it's possible that while you stand on your feet, your flesh can completely melt off your skeletal structure before your bones hit the ground. Your eyes and your tongue can melt into your skull. But we're not talking about nuclear. It says the Lord will smite all the people. God doesn't need a bomb. You and I need a bomb. God doesn't need a bomb. We would need a nuclear warhead to accomplish such a feat, but the Ancient of Days, Jesus Christ, does not. 
The Antichrist and his armies will be destroyed as the face and the feet of our Lord are burning with brass and eyes as a flame of fire, and the sword that proceeds with his word burns the flesh of his enemies. Every work, listen to me, is tried by fire, the Bible says, including the work of the devil. Now, this is a horrible day. But that day is going to give way to a better day. Let me read verses 16 through 19 to you here. And it shall come to pass that every one that is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem shall go up from year to year to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the feast of tabernacles. And it shall be that whoso will not come up of all the families of the earth unto Jerusalem to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, even upon them shall be no rain. And if the family of Egypt go not up and come not, that have no rain, there shall be the plague, wherewith the Lord will smite the heathen that come not up to the feast of the tabernacles. This shall be the punishment of Egypt and the punishment of all nations that come not up to the feast of tabernacles. Now, the world is going to again keep the millennial feast of trumpets. Now, remember, there were seven feasts that the Jews kept before the first coming of Christ. They keep none of those now. In fact, they don't even keep the feast of trumpets now. And every one of those feasts pictures Christ in prophecy. And I've gone through that many times before on the broadcast. I'm not going to take the time to do that today. But in the millennium, the one feast that God is going to keep is the Feast of Tabernacles. He's going to reinstitute it. Because that Feast of Tabernacles was the time to come out and to rest and to be in the presence of the Lord. What's the, the, the millennium? It's the honeymoon for the bride of Christ. It's the earth's day of rest. It's creation calendar's rest. And we're going to go up to Jerusalem year by year, every year, the whole world will appear. The mountain of the Lord will rise above the table land that we talked about, and we will sing the Psalms of Degrees with the Jews, Psalms 140 through 150, or 126 through 150, the songs of Degrees going up, Degrees of going up, Degrees climb. And uh, the Jews sang those psalms on the way to the temple. We're going to sing them on the way to the temple. And uh, this, this is the feast that the Jews neglected above all the other feasts. Only twice in 1,500 years. Listen, only twice in 1,500 years did the Jews ever dwell in booths as the law demanded. Once in the days of Joshua, once in the days of Nehemiah. Zechariah 8.23 Thus saith the Lord of hosts, in those days it shall come to pass that ten men shall take hold uh, uh, out of all languages of the nations, even shall take hold of the skirt of him that is a Jew, saying, We will go with you, for we heard that God is with you. Micah 4.2, And many nations shall come and say, Come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, and to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths, for the law shall go forth of Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. That's Isaiah 2.3 also says that. Rain is going to be kept from the nations who do not come up to the Feast of Tabernacles. The, the land of Egypt does not de de depend on rain. Okay, It depends on the overflowing of the banks of the Nile River every year. But you know what happens? Uh, during this, uh, before, before this time, Egypt has been completely destroyed. It's going to be laid waste for 40 years. No one's going to dwell in it. And Isaiah tells us that, when, uh, that uh, uh, Egypt is destroyed that during that time the Nile River will be dried up. So there's not going to be a Nile River. Egypt will be uninhabited for 40 years, some of that time overlapping into the beginning of the millennium. When they do get, uh, when they do begin to replenish and to be re-inhabited, they're going to be dependent on the rain for the first time. And so a, a special judgment is coming uh, upon them because now uh, they, will, they will need the rain that they never needed before. And if they don't come up, 
they're going to be, and, and of course Egypt always a picture of the world. The world that does not come up will be withheld from the rain. So uh, they're going to, uh, uh, they will they will be dependent upon their their welfare uh, to keep this feast. God's going to make sure that those that never kept it kept it this time. So uh, I'm going to stop right there. We got two more verses left. We'll finish these tomorrow, and uh, hope that uh, you you join us as we close out the book of Zechariah tomorrow. You've been enjoying the program from the poorhouse to the palace. Find Pastor Castle's Bible commentaries and other resources when you visit the website bbclinton.com. Archive broadcasts of this radio program are available at wytjradio.com. Listen to the latest broadcast wherever you are or catch up on what you missed whenever you want by subscribing to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Just search From the Poor House to the Palace. From the poor